The stepmother of an 11-year-old boy is on trial for his murder and is set to begin on April 3rd, 2023. It's been a long three years since this happened back in January of 2020. You may or may not have heard of Gannon Stoke and Letitia Stoke, and you may have not followed the case, but are maybe now You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Curious about it as it picks up some attention, or you followed the case but need a little refresher. Today, I'm going to do a quick video to catch you up to speed on what the case is all about. In the coming days, you'll see even more videos. I do have a playlist of 70 already, however, they were created day by day at the time as the case unfolded. Notable, some of the past videos that I did predicted the behavior of Letitia, which was interesting, and also pointed out the discrepancies. These upcoming videos will give you a streamlined view and you can see the details to prep you for the upcoming trial. So now, let's get into it. On January 27, 2020, 11-year-old Gannon Stug went missing from his Colorado Springs home. His disappearance quickly gained national attention as law enforcement agencies and volunteers searched for the boy for several weeks. But what happened to Gannon on that fateful day? And why did his stepmother's story keep changing? Gannon's case has captured the attention of the media and people from all over the world, including the community here at It's a Crime for the last three years. We call him our little buddy. A lot of people call him G-Man. This story, this case, left so many people wondering about the events leading up to his disappearance and his eventual tragic and horrific death, murder. Gannon was a bright and kind and outgoing 11-year-old boy who loved telling jokes, playing on his Nintendo Switch, he loved Sonic the Hedgehog and couldn't wait for the upcoming movie to come out. He loved his family. I was told he would even offer to shovel the neighbor's snow. Gannon was a great kid with a full life ahead of him until it was taken away. Let's take a closer look at what we know so far. It was a Monday, January 27th. Gannon was last seen at his home in Colorado Springs. He was seen on a neighbor's security cam that morning stepping into his dad's truck in the driveway. Gannon's dad, Al Stoke, however, was out of town for training as he was with the National Guard and was in the care of his stepmother. You may be wondering where his mom Landon was in all this. She lived out of state and they had joint custody. She also previously had a high-risk pregnancy. In the neighbor's security cam footage, it was concerning to the world who saw it and the neighbor himself. You can see Gannon slowly walk to the truck as if something was wrong, as if he was in pain. The neighbor confirmed that. Gannon opens the truck door and something falls out and you can see him pause and stare at it for moments like one would if they, let's say, had back pain or stomach pain and the thought of picking something up felt like the greatest feat in the world. Gannon stayed home from school that day. 
Letitia advised the school and even lied to her new employer why she couldn't be in to work that day. She lied saying that her stepdad was killed after he was hit by a car and she wouldn't be able to go to work. But what happened the night before was deeply disturbing. And we don't quite know what took place, only that there was a story about a candle and burning the carpet. And Gannon supposedly burned that carpet. A video was recorded by Letitia and it was released and it was horrific. She was reprimanding Gannon and he was heard crying and she thought this would vindicate herself in my opinion, but it showed abusive behavior. Now it's important to note, Letitia said there was smoke and burns in the carpet from a tipped over candle, yet the detectives said when they were searching the house that it was quite a pleasant smell in the basement, not a burn smell according to the affidavit. And you and I know when something burns, it can take a while for that smell to go. People who followed this case were even testing to see when candles tipped over, if it would burn, but that was myth busted. The candle wax doesn't catch on fire, neither did the carpet. Earlier that day, Gannon and his little sister, Letitia, and her teenage daughter, Harley, went on a hike in Colorado Springs called Garden of the Gods. That was the same day Kobe Bryant died, remember that? And Letitia was, according to her, crushed by it. For the past few days though, and leading up to this day, Letitia had been quite bitter and she was Googling all sorts of things. She was unhappy in her marriage, she was unhappy with the children and having to watch them. And she was resentful of all of them, including Gannon's mom, Landon. Her most notable Google search, in my opinion, was one day some people will wish they treated you differently. Now on that January 27th, Letitia headed to a pet store with Gannon in tow, north of where they lived at the edge of town, despite the fact that there were several other pet stores nearby. Letitia notably left her phone at home and by the time she arrived home back at that afternoon, Gannon was nowhere to be seen. Now note, this has been a hot topic of conversation because on video, you can't see Gannon go into the house and the neighbor couldn't see Gannon go into the house. Yet the affidavit notes that he had to have come back home. Investigators say that Gannon was murdered shortly after 2 p.m. That's when Letitia arrived back home and Gannon's bedroom proved something horrific happened there as his room showed evidence of the presence of blood. Gannon's bed was moved also from its original location. Now, investigators also detailed that Letitia cleaned up that crime scene and sent her teenage daughter, Harley, to go grab supplies. His stepmother, Letitia, reported him missing later that day, claiming that he had gone to a friend's house and had not returned. In fact, Letitia said he ran away from home. And just before 7 p.m. that evening was the call that was made to the authorities. And since he was you know, classified as a runaway, no Amber Alert was issued, among other things. But Letitia couldn't identify the friend that Gannon was supposedly gone to visit or which house or houses she visited to ask about the whereabouts of Gannon. She couldn't detail anything. So authorities came, but not until 10 p.m. that night, and they did a little search around the house. Little did they know, Gannon was said to be in the trunk of Letitia's vehicle, according to the affidavit. Blood evidence was found there and under the vehicle in the garage. Here's an interesting stat taken directly from that affidavit. It stated that data collected by the FBI and reported in the Journal of Forensic Sciences say over 71% of homicide cases that involve false reporting, that the reporting party 
is responsible for the murder. As investigators look into her claims, they found inconsistencies in her story. Gannon's family and friends immediately launched a search effort with volunteers from the community and law enforcement agencies working tirelessly to find the missing boy. Everyone except for Letitia. However, as the days passed, the search became increasingly desperate. Notable, Letitia was said to say, search, 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 where am I gonna search? Now Gannon's mom, Landon, said to the public, she said, my son is a very loving kid. He wouldn't want harm on anybody at all and it's so hard to just think, why is this happening to him? I have no clue. My kid deserves to come home. My kid has a purpose, my kid has a life, and is important to me and is important to everybody that is standing in this room. Please have hope with me. The investigators searched in town in Colorado Springs, and evidence led them to Palmer Lake, north of Colorado Springs. Letitia had even admitted going north, although she made up a story that she was looking for a bike for Valentine's Day for her husband, Al. Now, note, something spooky actually happened while I was covering this case. I called out Letitia, and from my analysis said that she was a distancer, she'd go the distance, and to look north of the city. And sure enough, a couple days later, the authorities were looking in that area north of the city. That actually spooked me for weeks. A few days into the investigation, Letitia does an interview on camera and it may just be worse than Chris Watts. She has her back turned to the camera, which was straight up bizarre, and Letitia gets her teenage daughter at the time to respond to questions and affirm her as well. I did a video on that and analyzed it. Things turned out to be true on that. I'll have that here. Uh, or here or in the description box below. Now the most important line is where she said she wanted an apology once they find Gannon and that she wanted an apology from her husband Al, Gannon's father. Now her story was not adding up to the authorities pretty quickly. Letitia showed up to an interview with law enforcement two hours late and with a freshly washed car. You see, she rented a vehicle, actually three in total, even though she had two vehicles at home three if you count her teenage daughter's vehicle. But she rented one, gave a little story to the authorities and Al, and according to the affidavit, Letitia used the vehicles to transport Gannon over and over until he ended up in a suitcase being found over a bridge in Florida. Evidence showed that Letitia was near that bridge as well. DNA evidence of Gannon was found in Letitia's vehicle, among other places. But that's not all. Letitia created a story to the authorities and four different scenarios of what happened to Gannon and also stories to her husband, Al. And she was a witness to all of them. More on that in a moment. During the interview with the authorities, Letitia claimed she was held at gunpoint, she was essayed by a Hispanic male named Eduardo with a G, and Gannon was abducted by the male after he finished assaulting her. But notable was Letitia said while he was doing it to her, Gannon's sister came home from school and Letitia went and greeted her at the door and told her to go play on her bike, not call 911 or nothing like that. She closed the door and then went for, you know, more down in Gannon's room. Now. Okay, Letitia, you can't really essay the willing. Then the story changed to Gannon jumped on the guy's back and threw Gannon across the room, held him at gunpoint and demanded a suitcase and a cardboard box. Notable, that's the suitcase that was found under the bridge in Florida 
and no signs of fictitious Aguardo. Also, Gannon was shot in the jaw and stabbed 18 times and he had fractures to his skull. Also notable, at one point, she included a story about the guy also assaulting Gannon. Letitia was offered an essay kit and she refused to do one. Oh, and Letitia also claimed she cleaned up the area, gave more stories of Gannon having a bleeding nose and blisters that bleed. Detectives then seized Letitia's phone while she was in that interview with the authorities and applied for a warrant to take DNA samples. Her car was seized as well. Now, the end of the interview with the authorities, Letitia sticks tissues down her pants. She then claims that she has chest pain and a shortness of breath. She claimed her rights were being violated and that she wasn't offered food or drink. And just in case you're perplexed about the tissues, she didn't want authorities to take her DNA from the Kleenex, hence she put them down her pants. Letitia was then transported to the hospital and she was said to be unresponsive on the ride there, but miraculously, according to the affidavit, she was okay when she got to the hospital. She left with an unknown person, didn't stay, and didn't wait to get her essay kit done. Now, within 24 hours of Gannon reported missing, Letitia made claims to law enforcement that she was being set up and without any promptings. She texted the authorities and said, what do you want from me? Because I have nothing. One of your very own leaked to me what you guys were doing. I did nothing or am being set up. I'm not really even sure other than being told that by another blue with El Paso. I was told I couldn't go home to sleep. And on top of that, men were sent to a home with a minor female and she was forced to stay there, not to even have good. This is Letitia's text, hard to read. Every conversation that said, even at this moment, she says, I can hear inside. What do you want from me? The detective responds and says, come in to talk to me. I would just like information to find Gannon. Now Letitia told her husband, Al, that there was a Guardo, but there is also another guy named Quincy and blamed him as well. You can't even make this stuff up. She told Al in a phone call that there were four stories. Number one, there was an abductor in the house. When El Paso County Sheriff's came to the house on January 27th, the abductor was still in the house and she tried to tell deputies that someone was there. The deputies checked the entirety of the house and no additional person was located. The second was she was essayed by Quincy now. She said she was essayed by him at her home and he abducted Gannon. She said that she knew his identity because she saw a paper with his ID card fall out of his pocket. I guess it's handy to know who it was. Letitia sent a photo of Quincy to Al. Number three was that she was actually followed by Quincy from Petco. And at some point he was laying in the middle of the road in front of her. When she stopped not to run him over, he jumped in the car and made her take her him home where she said that he essayed her. Now Quincy was listed on El Paso County's most wanted list on February 10th. Letitia sent that photo to Al and authorities figure that that's where she got that idea from. Number four was that she was driving just out of town and Letitia and Gannon were near this country line road in Highway 105 as seen on the map. Gannon was riding a bicycle in the area, fell, hit his head. Remember he was shot in the jaw and had skull fracture and was then abducted by Quincy. Quincy was driven by a man named Terrence. Letitia tells investigators that searches in that area would be futile. Notable, they found a bloody sock of Gannon's that Letitia said it just flew out of the back of the truck. And they also found a particle board that had blood on it that had Gannon's DNA on it. And that was said to have been transported to that Palmer Lake area. You could see in the investigation that investigators were sifting through snow 
for any uh, signs of Gannon. Now, police believe that Letitia fabricated the story after seeing Quincy's picture in this lineup of Pike Peak's most wanted fugitives. It's interesting. Within the first few days of Gannon's disappearance, Letitia changed her story, said she was a victim of SA, felony menacing with a weapon, and assault resulting in abduction by her SA abuser. She provided a new location of Gannon's disappearance over 30 miles away, several different circumstances that she said she was an eyewitness for, and unprompted explanations for why Gannon's blood would be found by investigators in key locations. You tell me how she'd know that information if she wasn't involved. Let me know your thoughts below. Now, according to the affidavit, Letitia moved Gannon's body several times. She lied to the authorities. She lied to the family. She lied in her interview. People in the community were putting blue lights on their porch for Gannon to come home. Letitia wanted Pink to put up in support for her. She made up several conflicting stories and went to great lengths to hide the truth because of Letitia's inconsistencies and a recorded phone call between her and her husband, Al, who was working with law enforcement. Al soon learned that she lied about Gannon and what happened. Letitia was no longer welcomed in the home and she left with her daughter, Harley. They left the state and headed east. Letitia was arrested on March 2nd, 2020 in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, just over a month after Gannon went missing, and she was arrested on suspicion of murder. For the last five weeks during that investigation, the authorities had gathered evidence of a crime committed in Gannon's room, enough blood for him to not be able to survive. The public only knew he was missing, not that he was presumed dead. However, on March 18th, 2020, two weeks after the arrest, and almost two months after Gannon went missing and was murdered, he was found 1,400 miles away from Colorado in Pace, Florida. Now, something very sick happened, and I witnessed it at the time. Letitia, on her Facebook profile, posted a video of Gannon and his little sister on vacation. Gannon was waving at the camera and turned around and jumped in the water. Now, this video was posted in the beginning of February, around the time Letitia was in Florida, and according to the affidavit, allegedly dumped his body over a bridge a few miles away from the hotel she stayed in. Her cell phone also pinged in that area of the bridge. And just like the video, Gannon was gone and was found over a bridge. How evil can you be? I will never, ever forget that, and it still chokes me up to this day. And think about this. At this time, she leaves the state. Gannon hasn't been located. He's still missing. It's only been a week, and yet she's leaving. She's not welcomed at the house. Things aren't adding up. She hasn't participated in searches. Yet now on this day, she posts a sentimental profile video on Facebook. Him waving goodbye and jumping in the water. Now, soon after she was arrested, Letitia headed with deputies back to Colorado, but not without some drama. She assaulted a deputy en route and had to spend the night in a Kansas jail. Then she continued on back to Colorado. She also wrote letters to the judge, which is interesting, and I've read that out in previous videos. You can check that out in my playlist. In them, she claimed her rights were violated. She was definitely innocent. She found God, and she was receiving threats to her peanut butter. Check out my videos more in depth of the ridiculousness. She also didn't feel like showing up to court several times until finally judge said something. She tried to escape the jail with a broomstick. She wanted to represent herself. She claimed that the defense was in cahoots with others. And the latest in the news, it wasn't pertaining to this case, but an inmate died in the jail she was in due to an overdose. And apparently it's unknown 
how Letitia was involved, but Letitia was said to put some sort of bag on the table for someone else to pick up, and the authorities didn't think it was too much of a big deal because the inmates seemed to not be too concerned, is what they said, about the bag. What are your thoughts on this? Have you heard of this story? And do you think if Letitia was involved that it was something devious? If so, comment devious in the comments below. I'd love to see your thoughts on it. Now, Letitia claimed her innocence over and over and over and then changed her plea to not guilty by reason of insanity, which brings me to my next topic. Letitia had three competency evaluations and the first two she was deemed competent and that was back in January of 2021 which was only a year after that Gannon died and when the that second one was completed. Now the, the third one and the latest evaluation just arrived and it was way past due from when the court wanted it to be submitted. It was said that Letitia was in psychosis when the murder occurred. And the prosecution said about the timeliness of it, he says, this is a disrespect to court deadlines. I've never seen anything like this. And the judge agreed. The woman conducting the evaluation, her name is Dr. Lewis. She's a former clinical professor of psychiatry at Yale University, the author of several books on the topic of the insanity plea and the subject of the documentary called Crazy Not Insane. The documentary outlines Lewis's work with notorious killers such as Ted Bundy and many others. Dr. Lewis is expected to testify at some point during the trial. The judge said that he wanted the report though by Monday the 20th and before it was a February deadline and he ordered the defense that this is not a request or hope that it's a deadline. And according to what I'm reading in the news, it was still delivered a day late on the 21st. And I find this is BS. Also, there was an MRI that was expected to be done, but in the 13 months it hadn't. And so it's going to be very interesting to see what comes in the trial. We are on the countdown. I have full faith though in District Attorney Michael Allen. He has some pretty amazing credentials and track record. Letitia is going down in my opinion what's yours let me know below and it's interesting isn't it that Letitia is now deemed that she had psychosis yet in the last three years she wasn't oh sure she's pulled some stunts I've seen her but it was laughable she was flicking the lights on and off at the courtroom before she entered she spun around in circles going oh I've mentioned this in my other videos she was faking it in my opinion not that she had a mental issue she just had a manipulative plan. Letitia's pattern is manipulation over and over. And Letitia has a criminal history long before 2020, which includes domestic violence, simple assault, a false bomb report, and communicating threats. Sound familiar? Now the evidence is said to be presented on April 3rd for trial. They've already been going through jury selection that started March 20th. There's been disrespect by Letitia throughout this entire case. Every time she had a hearing and even through the investigation, it was always something with her and always something about Letitia and her rights being violated. What about Gannon's rights? This has devastated the family. I don't even think one could even find a word to describe this. Gannon's mom has been very vocal the last few years about Gannon and his memory. She's been very strong throughout this nightmare and she's had to travel back and forth and watch this monster, in my opinion, work the system and manipulate and lie her way through it as she always does. And this new information about psychosis 
is ridiculous to me, in my opinion again, I can't wait to see how this differs from the past two experts and the past three years. And I can't wait to see how Michael Allen rips this apart. But perhaps because of the disrespect to timelines in the courts by the defense and this expert, that the doctor's testimony will be stricken. It's hard enough to go through the death of a child and then add to that your innocent boy was murdered and then add to that that this alleged killer was someone that is supposed to be trusted. She is not insane in my opinion, but cruel and a monster. And her history shows that. I believe she wanted to punish Al, Landon, and everyone around her. Because in her words, one day everyone will wish they treated her differently. And what better way than to take away the son that bears her husband's name and reminds her of Al. She didn't have a moment of psychosis. This was a lead up. And this was Letitia's pattern. Abuse the night before the killing and the day of. And Chitter Chatter says long before that. She was calculated. She knew she'd be caught. So she tried to set up the defense from the moment Eduardo showed up. She traveled 1,400 miles with a little boy who's been dead and decaying, then transported in the back of her rental van with her teenage daughter in tow. And he was found wrapped in the very blanket of his bed in a fetal position. The evidence leads to Letitia and only Letitia. She thought she had the last laugh by posting that heart-wrenching video of Gannon waving goodbye and jumping in that water. But she's not gonna be the one to smile last. We are. Justice is coming. Please leave blue hearts for our little buddy Gannon below. We're going to see this the whole way through. Bye-bye, Letitia. And you're about to have more threats in prison than your peanut butter, as you've complained about in the past. We'll see you in the next video. Please leave a comment below. Show your support. Give a like if you want more videos on this. I've got a lot coming this week. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you soon. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.